it's always an interesting process of sharing from up here because a lot of, as we know, spiritual teachings, right? Well, a lot of that action works through the spiritual teacher in a way that they share from their own experience because it is always through our own experience that we can all relate with one another. Because in truth, there's only so many experiences to be had in this physical creation. So it's common and similar to all of us. And so when we can speak to that sameness, that's the part of us that gets it. When we hear the words, the words give us an idea. But it is the experience where we actually get it. And it's important to remember that because the true spiritual action or spiritual learning is by getting it on that experiential level. It is not through the words like I'm sharing now. It's not through the mind interpreting what is being said or spoken about. It is through our own experience and acknowledgement of that that we actually get that living presence that is being shared in gatherings like this. And so it's important to recognize that, that we don't kid ourselves then, so that when we get it or get spirit in truth, that we understand how we get that and are able to put the mind to the side. Because the mind will play the games on us, thinking if we hear the information and we've heard it enough, we eventually get it memorized. It's just learning another language. If you've been around here long enough, you learn the language we speak here. And then anybody can talk the language, but does that mean that we actually understand and know what we're talking about? Not really. It is only experience by which we truly understand what is being shared about, not being spoken about, what is being shared about spiritually. And that's really the key that we always want to pay attention to when we're talking about spiritual teaching or spiritual lessons, is that we get it on that level of experience of life itself, not through the intellect of the mind trying to figure it out. When we can approach our life this way, let alone approach God this way, that's where we're really going to begin to understand and awaken to what spirit is. This process of liberation is really about spiritual awakening. As we all have heard over and over how the soul has fallen asleep as it's entered this physical creation and stepped into the mind and the motions, imagination, and body. And so we've fallen asleep to the spirit of who we are and we're awake to this level of self, the ego self, self-realization, the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. So now in the journey of waking back up to the spiritual self, the soul self, yes, there's a process of re-education, but really it's a process of reawakening. It's not really a process of education like we learn in this world through the mind. That education of the mind is a poor reflection of what it really is spiritually. The spiritual education is an action of spiritual awareness or spiritual awakening. So pay attention as you really live this pathway, as you live the journey of your life, that you don't kid yourself or mislead yourself. Because when we do that, we will begin to find ourselves dwelling in fantasy, in hope and wish. 
Because we often find ourselves in a place of disturbance, of upsetness, of frustration. Why isn't life going the way I wanted it to? Why can't I get what I want? And then we try to bear down and control it more and it makes it harder and worse. We get more stressed out, caught up in things. And then we eventually get to the place of devastation and trauma where we finally give up. And in that giving up, things finally change. And then we have new experience. Our life changes. It's different. We're in a different experience. And as we keep going through these processes of change to change, experience to experience, is where we gain now the greater wisdom of the soul. That's the real spiritual teaching. That's the education of spirit. And so it's important to realize that. And this world, this world is a school. It's a place of learning. So just like we have first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and we educate ourselves to the world, well, think about it. Every year we have the lesson plan. We do the homework. We take the tests. And based upon those tests, we either pass or we repeat. <laughs> That's a reflection of how karmically things work in this world that that which we're here to learn through life, that when we don't get the lesson, we feel like we're being tested. And in this world, it's one of reward and punishment. So we either feel like, oh my God, I'm scared, I'm going to get punished, or I get all elated because I'm going to be rewarded now for doing a good job and getting the answers right. And then, of course, we have all the other odds and ends where we go rogue and then we rebel and we resist and all that. But regardless of how we do life, whether we do it the regular educational way or the school of hard knocks, <laughs> whichever way do we do it, it's still an education. It's still an experiential process. And so there's always a lesson being shared. There's always us doing the homework or there's us avoiding the homework. In other words, avoiding the learning, avoiding the lesson. And when we do that, that's where things get harder. We've often heard Jim over the years say, first, spirit whispers in your ear and taps you on the shoulder. And if you haven't taken action or learned the lesson or willing to do the homework then, then comes the two by a four over the head. Exactly. So sometimes it's a splitting headache, but other times it's a lot more. It's literally a concussion or even worse. And that's what happens in this world. So we've got to pay attention to the feedback mechanism. It's often called the universe rewards action, not thought. It's through our actions that we have the reward. But what's the reward really? But the spiritual food, the spiritual wisdom, the spiritual growth. That as we take action, we have the experiences that educate us, that bring us the wisdom through experience. And so as we look at life truly as an educational or awakening process that is done through experience, we'll begin to learn we've got to participate in life. We've got to engage in life. We can't avoid it. We can't resist it. It does not matter what we think about it or how we feel about it. It doesn't matter. So in a way, we've got to get over our thoughts and feelings towards life. It doesn't matter how we judge life as good or bad, good and evil. It has no impact on the spiritual process, 
Our thoughts and feelings matter nothing. And when we can finally come to that acceptance is where we'll begin to be able to find ourselves to move beyond now the mind of matter, the feeling of emotion. And that's really what has entrapped the soul. It is through that mind and emotional process that has wrapped around the soul and got it caught up and engaged and attached to this physical creation. And then we go into the imagination trying to fantasize our way out of here or fantasize that which we want in our physical life thinking that's going to make everything better if I could only have a piece of that chocolate cake. That would do it for me. That'd make me happy. If only I could have the perfect house and husband or wife and family. If only I could have an easy life and all the money I want and go live in Hawaii in paradise. Or if you're living in Hawaii, if you could only go live in Fiji or Baja or somewhere else. Or maybe it's Iceland for you to get out of the nice warm... Whatever that is. We're always searching out here thinking we're going to find the answer that's going to somehow make us happy. But we don't realize that we're dealing with our thoughts and feelings, not spirit. Somehow inside of us, we believe and feel that when life is going our way, the way we want it, God is good. But when life is not going our way, oh my God, where is God? I've been forsaken. Lucifer's got me. I'm in hell. Life's miserable. Life is miserable when we follow the mind and emotions. But when truly we follow spirit, life transforms it fulfills. And maybe even in there you might experience a little bit of joy and enthusiasm along the way. Because spirit is filled with joy. Enthused is to be filled with spirit. And when we have that enthusiasm, we find, what is it, joy de vivre? I don't remember the French word, joy de vivre. What is it? <laughs> the joy of life, yes. The joy of life, enthusiasm. That is a signpost to spirit. When you're really living in that flow of loving, you have more of that experience. The challenge is, is if we associate that inner euphoria or bliss or joy with physical circumstances. If we do that, we mislead ourselves. And now we think, oh my God, I just had this wonderful spiritual experience, but that was based upon what I just did physically. And so we've just misled ourselves once again. You know, when we do all this programming, abundance, reaching our goals, achieving our bucket list, as you know, I call it the fuck it list. Check it off. Did that one. Fuck it. It's done. Well, that's a lot of what we're trying to do in life. But we, we don't realize we've got our bucket list of what we want. And really what we need to handle is our fuck it list of what we don't want, but we know we need to do to get done, to learn our lessons, and to get free. That's the difference. Our bucket list is our fantasies. Our fuck it list 
is fulfilling the karmic lessons that we resist, that we avoid, that we struggle with, that we fight, that cause us our misery. Because we keep denying that which life is here to truly experience, but to learn through that experience. And it is not until we are willing to approach that and get honest with ourselves and to confront those very things, those lessons inside of us, we're going to keep going down this other path in the world, that left-sided energy that takes us into the world. You know, we talked about the Om. It comes up from the world and brings us down. Where the hue comes from spirit into our consciousness here and brings us up. That's why we use the hue. Hue Mon. Think of M. It's the double and it points down. The U points up. Hue Man. What are we doing? The hue or the man? But here's the other challenge. Often we think, okay, I'm just going to do God. I want to do God. Thy will be done. I surrender. I give everything to God. And then we deny the man part. That creates a split then in our consciousness that sets us up for more failure, disturbance, pain, suffering. We cannot, divide, we cannot deny it or divide it for that matter. We have to integrate the hue through the man. It's a realigning process inside of ourselves where it's not disassociating or cutting anything off or getting rid of anything, but it is rather an opening process to allow because it is through the integration of the Holy Spirit coming into our consciousness, into the man part, which as you've heard us define over the years, man comes from manas of the mind, as the God essence of the soul comes into the mind and continues through the emotions, imagination, and body to have experience. We are here for a reason to have that experience and learn from that. So we have to open up and allow that to integrate. And that doesn't happen by denying or resisting or refusing. We'll do that though, but then that's where we set ourselves up for a lot of the suffering. But once we've had enough suffering and we finally let go, and we open up and accept how things are is when we truly begin to transform now and have more the journey of spiritual awakening, soul awareness, God consciousness. It is through the actions we do, through the choices we make that either allow the Holy Spirit to come in to be an indwelling spirit or whether we live in denial and refusal and keep the Holy Spirit outside of our consciousness, it doesn't make God go away. All it does is prolong the journey of our own soul, accepting the truth of our divinity. When we start to accept the truth of our divinity, who we really are as a divine, living, loving essence of God, that creates a space for the Holy Spirit to come into our consciousness and now truly awaken us and bring us back home to God and out of or to liberate us from this physical, mental, emotional experience. And it is through that action 
of the sound and the light. That sacred name that we receive in initiation is the very sound or voice of God that awakens the light, that created the light, that awakens the light, that brings the light home. And we are that light. All we have to do is accept that truth and begin to engage it, to participate with it, to respond to it, to take responsibility with it, to take action. And the main action is simply to meditate upon the sacred name and the inner light. That's the main action. If we're not doing that, we're denying the truth of who we are and that God is. That is the first step. If you go even look on our website and we have laid out the core principles or values, the first one is meditation upon that inner light and sound. To love God and allow God to love you. That's it. You do that, it's going to fulfill you and answer everything. But because of our mental emotional processes, well, we have these other actions we added to LAF, loving, accepting, forgiving. So as we practice LAF, well, I've been hearing people doing that. But yet I hear so many of us still have the challenges and think the LAF doesn't work. Why do you think that is? Well, have we ignored step three, taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions? That is the last key, one, two, three, that's always the Trinity action. Maybe it's time to look at that taking responsibility now, truly at our thoughts and feelings and actions, but the big one is our reactions. Our reactions physically, mentally, emotionally, and in our imagination when we're not getting what we want. We've got to begin to look at our reactions, but most of us deny it. We try to push our way through to make life happen, to get what we want or think we want is really the truth. We really don't know what we want. We really don't. That's why eventually... Everybody will figure out and discover you've got to give it all up and truly God's will be done. Eventually, you will come to that place just as I did, just as Jim did. Everybody will come to the place where eventually you realize you literally have to give up every single desire, want, thought, feeling, whatever it is you have running. But that's not going to happen just unconsciously, unaware with no action or doing on your part. It is an active process by which we have to engage with the Holy Spirit for this to take place. This is an active pathway. This is not a passive meditation practice where we just think God's going to do everything to us and for us. And therein lies the challenge. Most people, when they approach a spiritual pathway, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but we tend to believe that God will do it for me now. God will take care of me. 
God's my genie in the bottle. If I just rub it a few times, I'll get all my wishes granted. Well, the sacred name is not genie Hugh. It's Anna Hugh. So whoever Anna is, oh yeah, she's in Fort Wayne. We have. Hi, Annie. We need to pay attention to these things, and here's the big word that I'm going to focus on today. We need to get real. We need to get real. What is that when people say, well, in the real world, my favorite phrase, when people mean all physical. In the real world, hello, this is the illusion. The real world is the spiritual creation from which we've come out of and descended into hell. Literally, hell is this physical experience. Somehow we think hell is even different from the planet we're on. We don't realize hell and Lucifer is the whole physical creation, the etheric level down. God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. That void place we have descended into and created now form is hell. God gave Lucifer dominion over this creation and gave us the opportunity to come here and learn about this aspect of God's creation called reflection. Because this world will reflect back to us so we can learn and grow. But we've interpreted it as good and evil. We think good is God and evil is Lucifer. Well, there's truth in there, but it's how we approach it that makes the difference of whether it actually serves us or keeps us suppressed and oppressed and caught up in this creation. We've got to begin to look at things in a very real, honest, true way if we're going to wake up and get liberated. This is not a pathway of fantasy or of make-believe or metaphysical or magic or curses and superstitions and spells or even blessings. It is not a pathway of any of that. Those are all hopes, wish, fantasies and make-believe that we at some point are going to have to get honest with if we are going to truly wake up and realize the truth, the real truth, the reality. And I mean that completely. I don't mean the reality of God or the reality of the physical or anything. I mean reality. Reality is God in spirit. And that's the real that we've got to begin to open up to and really learn about. So here's the teaching, here's the learning. As you know, I like acronyms, like LAF. We've got a couple acronyms with the word real. R-E-A-L, real. Well, the first level of reality goes to the third step of what I just said, responsibility. It's time to take responsibility. It is through responsibility that we will begin to get real. When we avoid deny our responsibilities, the fuck it list, is where we find ourselves go off 
into our imagination and fantasize and daydream to get away with, to get away from, to deal with, to somehow get these disturbances and that which is uncomfortable within us handled. And that's why we don't take responsibility. We're afraid to take responsibility because we think it's going to hurt. We think we're going to get punished. We're afraid of doing something wrong so we will get punished. So we avoid taking responsibility that will actually help us to get liberated and wake up spiritually. Most of us think responsibility is, i got to get a job, pay my bills. Well, that is a big part of it in this world. It's only part of it, though. We've got to look at when we say take responsibility for our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our reactions. We really should put the imagination in there, too. I heard an acronym once for the word fear, F-E-A-R, fear. Fantasized expectations appearing real. Fantasize expectations. That's the imagination. We've got to start dealing with our imagination and what are we fantasizing about. Because we create all these fantasies and then we have the expectation that these are going to be real. So they appear real to us because when we have fantasized enough, we create literally these energy fields in our consciousness around us and project them out onto other people in the world around us and then we begin to expect it to take on life to be real in some way not realize it's just a fantasy but now we've created an expectation and when we've done it enough we think it's real it appears real fantasize expectations appearing real fear haven't you noticed when you actually take a responsible action and do something and handle it and it gets done, you actually feel good about it? Look at what is tomorrow? Tax day, right? We've got to take care of our taxes. Everybody seems to dread that, except for Jim. He likes paying taxes. Everybody builds up all this tension and fear around paying taxes, reporting their taxes. What if I screw up? What if the IRS comes after me and audits me? Oh my God. And most of us never have any problems with that. But yet we create all these fantasized expectations appearing real that scare the shit out of us. So fear is a good motivator, maybe in a negative way, in a disturbing way, but it motivates us to take action to be responsible, that sounds like a good thing to me. To take action to be responsible. Well, what's so negative about that? Well, it came from fear. So, didn't we just say fear is just a fantasized expectation appearing real? What's so negative about that? I just created an illusion and I allowed the illusion to motivate me to take action to get something done. Wow, it worked for me. Fear served me to get something done responsibly so I could check it off that other F list. This is why we have the explicit rating on the podcast. 
because we use the F word, forgiveness and freedom and fun and foreplay. <laughs> it is all foreplay, but we've made it a lot of work and terrifying. So take a look at the fantasies that you've created and the expectations around that and how real it appears to you now and what you're doing with that and how you're living by that. All of us would rather be motivated and move through loving. And that is what we're attempting to do here. But here's the thing. The more you are willing to be direct and truthful and honest, it will become real. It will then, through that, by being responsible, open the doors to loving. That is what parts the Red Sea within our consciousness to allow that action of the Holy Spirit to fill us is when we take responsible action. So get real, real responsibility. Well, when we do that, it opens us up. When we open up, literally by doing that, now opening and allowing God to fill us, well, what was I saying earlier? It enthuses us. It inspires us. Most of us are looking for that enthusiasm and inspiration from spirit, not realizing it comes when we take responsibility. And when we don't take responsibility, we go into our imagination and create all these fantasies. You know, I'm crossing my hands and arms. Because that crosses the wires in our consciousness and it is the crossed wires, if any of you have been around a long time and have heard any of Jim's old talks about how the ego was created, was by the crossing of wires of our thoughts and feelings. And it creates the ego structure. So we've got to get those wires uncrossed in an alignment so everything flows. That's the straight and the narrow. When the wires are crossed, it creates a dam in our consciousness which feeds the ego and then forces the ego structure. It's crossed. The Holy Spirit comes in, stops right there, stuck. Doesn't come into our consciousness. It's right here, stuck above our head. The chalice, the chalice, the chalice, the Christ consciousness, the soul that we are is up here, the seat of the soul. When we've got our wires crossed, it does not allow the chalice to be filled through our whole consciousness. It stops right here. So we have to open up the dams to allow it to fill us. And it is done through responsible actions. So the next, the next step, action, R-E-A, action, responsible, enthusiastic actions. We've got to take action. This is why we always say to you, do not go into meditation asking of God, demanding of God, praying to God. 
expecting of God. Go into meditation loving God and allowing God to love you. Giving and receiving loving, that is it. That is an action, not a fantasy, not a belief, not a feeling. See, most of us, when we are running in fear, our fantasized expectations appearing real, go in there with all these prayers, hopes, wishes, demands in our bucket list, which crosses our wires, stops the flow of the Holy Spirit. We've just damned ourselves, and we feel it. We know it in us. That's why we're disturbed and in pain and suffering, not realizing we caused that through this process that we've been living. So we now have to take action on our part to take responsibility for all of our thoughts and feelings that cross the wires. Now we've got to take responsibility to uncross the wires, which cannot happen unless we are willing to truly take a good look at ourselves and no longer avoid and deny who we are or what we're doing here. And to take a good look at our fantasies and how we have avoided life out of our fears. And so we don't take responsibility because we're too damn scared. And so here we are stuck and begrudgingly is often the case to even take any actions. But knowing every time we take some good responsible actions, we always feel so much better. Because in doing so, it again uncrosses wires, allows the movement of spirit, and things get good. And then we go, praise God. God answered my prayers. God can only answer the prayers when we take responsible actions to allow God in. Our prayers don't get answered when we keep the door closed to live in fear and keep hoping, wishing, wanting, demanding, praying for instead of realizing, oh, if I just take responsible actions, it'll open the doors and cross the wires and allow the loving in. R-E-A-L, L, loving. Real, get real. Responsibility, enthusiasm, action, loving. Because in truth, loving itself is always moving. It is active. So we've got to take action and be active for it to become real. Another way I like to even use the word E for enthusiasm, on more of a physical sense, I call it engaging. So let's redefine that. Responsibility, engagement, and action. We first have to engage in the process. When we live in denial and avoidance, we're not going to take any, we won't even know what actions to take. But if we're willing to look, to learn, to take responsibility, that is engaging. As we engage in it, that's what now allows us to take action and the loving now to come forward and enthuse us to now move forward in more of an inspired way rather than motivated by fear. So when we say get real, look at 
how we're talking about it today. Another way I look at it is real, is so I was using the word enthusiasm. I like the word responsibility in the front there. Enthusiasm, acceptance, and loving. R-E-A-L. Acceptance is another way. Accepting. That's an action. To open up, to accept in actions of loving. So you can do the R-E-A-L, real acronym, several different ways if you want. But put that R word, responsibility, regardless of which way. Whether you go responsibility, enthusiasm, acceptance, and loving, or if you go responsibility, engagement, action, and loving. There's two acronyms for real. Maybe one you could make more of a physical sense and the other spiritual, but really it's all the same because it's got to integrate. It's got to get real spiritually, and that spiritual reality has got to integrate into real physically. Human. And then what does that produce? Freedom, loving, fulfillment, joy, enthusiasm, peace, contentment. Awareness, awakening, all the things we really want, what we really want, the soul, what the soul really, truly wants, not what we think we want physically or mentally or emotionally. And these are the differences we've got to really look at and pay attention to if we really want to walk the spiritual journey and awaken to God, or are we playing a game, thinking we're doing spirit, saying we're doing spirit, but really all we're trying to do is get God to make our life better here? And that's a lot of the difference. Are you trying to bring God into here, the genie in the bottle, to get what you want here? Because that's the hocus-pocus, superstitions, curses, spells, magic, miracles. That's a different journey. If you're looking for that here, you're in the wrong place. And that's okay. You need to look somewhere else if that's the case. And here's the funny thing. When you really live spirit really the real way, like we're sharing here, when those doors open, and you start getting liberated and the grace is opened up for you, you will think it's magic and miraculous because to this consciousness here, it is. Spirit is completely foreign to the physical consciousness. It is literally backwards. And it'll seem like a miracle and like magic when you really awaken and see the grace of God moving in you and through you. And your life begins to transform because you've made the decision, the choice to be real and to take responsibility, to look at your life, to engage your life, to be enthusiastic, to accept, to take action, to be loving and to learn and grow through all of that. Let loving lead the way. 
But loving cannot lead the way if you're not going to take the steps. These are action steps. Not intellectual steps. Action steps. You do that, you'll see your life change and transform. Not right before your eyes, right behind your eyes, right within you. You that is the soul that is viewing from behind your eyes and viewing through the eyes. That is the true transformation of consciousness. That is the soul awakening and the soul's liberation. Everybody says the eyes are the windows to the soul. So we're always looking in each other's eyes. Well, what if we looked in our own eyes to look at our own soul? We're so busy trying to see the soul in everybody else, we miss it in ourselves. Why do you think we close our eyes when we go into meditation? So we stop looking out here. Close our eyes so we now start to, oh yeah, that's right. I can't see out here, so let me look in here and up. In and up. Look in and up. Because that is where your soul is. You've got to look into the divine, into and through the single eye, the spiritual eye, the eye of the soul, the I am that I am. And it's all through responsible actions. Try this out. Try giving up your bucket list and take a look at your bucket list and see what responsible actions you can take to take care of your life here. You know what's required of you, all the obligations and the responsible things the world would call that. And instead of avoiding, fighting, complaining about it, actually doing something with it. And then see what your experience is. And then see how you even feel and what you think. Because I have found the more I take the true spiritual action, I find that my thoughts and feelings start adjusting, realigning. I actually have better thoughts, nicer feelings. And then even my imagination and fantasies are even more pleasant and uplifting rather than trying to overcome the world. Most of us, you know, all the superhero movies out in the theaters now, Shazam! <laughs> we want that lightning bolt of spirit to just transform us like that, and it can, but we have to create the space through what I was just talking about. But then when we start thinking, oh, good and evil, okay, i got to become the superhero, well, now we're in the battle of good overcoming evil. Spirit doesn't work that way. And if we enter in trying to be the superhero over the villain within ourselves or within the world, we've just deluded ourselves once again and have created the split in the consciousness has now entered in to polarity that causes all the disturbance. We have to be willing to step back, to let go of all of that good and evil, superhero and villain. 
and realize that's the trap here in the world. That's why this world is always at battle, good and evil, villain and hero. Yet we're all the same. All the people warring against each other, if they could really just stop the reaction and actually talk and listen to each other, they would find they're all the same and there would be nothing to fight about. But what we're doing out here in the world is a reflection of what we do in ourselves. That's why it's always said, you want peace, you've got to create peace inside yourself. Well, this is the way by which to do that. Peace only exists in spirit. It does not exist below the soul level. As soon as we enter into the void here, the etheric, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, body, it is polarized. It is split into two. And those two are always going to be at odds. Without that, this polarized creation would not exist. It would all go back into the nothingness before the Big Bang. The Big Bang created now the separation. It came out of one point, and then out of that one, it came into two. So we have to now come back out of the two, back to the one, to transcend it, to liberate from it. So we've got to give up the physical nature. We've got to give up the battle, the struggle. We've got to give up trying to make things work here because it works just fine the way it is. The world works through struggle and battle and opposition of polarity. Spirit works through oneness, cooperation, and participation. So all you've got to do is learn how spirit works, hence spiritual teachings. If that's what you want to awaken to, to live, to know, to be. If you really want to live in the world, same thing. You live, learn how the world works, and just enter in and participate the way the world does which is battle and struggle, good and evil, right and wrong. Make somebody else wrong and blame them to be, your, to be the hero. You can't have a hero without a villain. So you've got to make somebody else bad and wrong in order to feel good about yourself and think you're all great and mighty and the hero, the good guy. It's funny because I remember years ago one of the live theater productions, you know, The Wizard of Odd, The Good Witch, and The Bad Witch. I remember some theater play where they showed the story of the bad witch, the wicked witch. And it was really cool because when I saw and learned what that person went through to become bad or evil, you realize that comes out of suffering and pain and abandonment. So is a person really evil and bad or did they just have a rough experience that now in their pain and their fear and their hurt that they don't even realize the actions they take promote more pain, more hurt, more disturbance because that is what they're living in within themselves. The soul is not bad or evil. It is the experiences we have that lead to, in this physical polarized creation, bad or evil or good. 
And we're going to have those experiences as a soul. We're going to live the bad, the negative, the evil. But that comes out of hurt, trauma, anger that comes out of the hurt. Until eventually we move through all that. We have fulfilled the karmas there. We heal a lot of that. And then we move into now what we could call the positive, the good, the feel better, the pleasure. And so we're going to go into that now and have experience as a soul. And once the soul has covered all the bad and the good, then the soul is going to start to come back towards the center where the good and the bad now balance and begin to merge so that we can begin to now move on up the straight and narrow, the center pathway, and rise above it all. The soul's journey is going to be down and out in full circle through the bad and the good until we eventually come right back to center and in and up, back to where we came from, out of God. And that's neither good nor evil. That's God. God and all of God's loving has allowed the soul to be creative, in express, in freedom. And in this creation of polarity of light and dark, good and evil, we're going to create and express positive and negative. That doesn't make us the soul that is made in the image of God as good or bad or good or evil. That just makes us creators, expressing our creativity. So when you find yourself expressing negatively, take a look at why and begin to forgive, to love all that, rather than to keep promoting it and you think you're right and justifying it with all your reasons. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what all your excuses are, what all your reasons are. It has no bearing whatsoever on the truth of the soul. Same thing for the, all the good experience. It doesn't matter if you think you're good or others and all this and positive. It has no bearing on the soul. The soul's going to experience all of it and create positive and negative here. We just have to accept that and no longer avoid it and deny it and resist it, but rather to acknowledge it and to take those action steps that would liberate us through loving, accepting, and forgiving. And that is how we get real. And then we begin to awaken to the reality of life itself, where we really realize we are eternal. As we become more awake and aware of the soul that we are that is eternal, well, that's the first step. That's what we call soul liberation, where the soul literally transcends this physical creation and moves into soul consciousness, into spiritual kingdom, the soul realm that we speak of. And there we will begin to see that first aspect of God, the Lord of the soul realm, Sat Purush, what we'd call the face of God, that is the light of soul. There is one soul, and that soul is God. And out of that one soul that is God came many rays of light or divine sparks, and that's who we are. 
is that divine ray or that divine spark out of the one. The soul is one in that. And it is that by which we enter into that kingdom, into our own soul, into that one soul that is God in the soul realm, into the Lord of the soul realm, Sat Purush, or as you have in the fifth name of the sacred name that you've been given if you're initiated. And that's really the most important part of the journey, at least from the physical perspective. But really, that's just now also the begin of a new journey. The end of the journey from the physical is into the soul. And at the same time, that begins a new journey. Now that as we awaken into the soul of who we are and know ourselves, now we begin the greater journey into the realms of spirit beyond the soul realm from which even the soul was created. That ocean of loving and mercy, that is the greater journey then that the soul begins and now begins to enter into beyond the soul realm. That is truly what we could call the body of God, the ocean of loving, the beingness of God. As we begin to now transcend even the soul realm and begin to move beyond soul consciousness, and we actually begin to move into what we could call God consciousness. That is the greater journey that we are doing here in ILM in any true path to sound and light. The first step is to liberate the soul, to become awakened aware. And that is what we've been doing all these years and why we've been so focused on the taking responsibility for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions, practicing the LAF, focusing on that sacred name in meditation to wake up to the soul and know who we are to become liberated. And that's where most of the work is. That's the hardest part. But once we do that, life changes. That's where the real transformation, the real transformation takes place. And that can take lifetimes just to get to the soul. But once that happens and we really are liberated, whether we're here in the physical body still or we've taken our last breath and we're in the soul realm, does not matter. When it is time and we are awake to soul, as God continues to call us home, we continue the journey now into the realms of spirit, into that ocean of loving, into now the God consciousness that is the I am that I am. We first awaken to the I am, the soul, and now the I am has to now transcend into the I am, that I am. That God consciousness now is the next leg of the journey that some of you are starting to embark upon now. And all of us will at some point. And that's really the greater journey that we are going to awaken to, to merge into, to truly fulfill the soul. And in truth, 
that journey of the soul now fulfilling itself by merging back into the beingness of God is really God's fulfillment. First, it's all selfish. It's all about the child, the child of God, the soul. You know how the basic self is here, the little kids and animals, me, me, me. What does the cat say? Meow. Me now. Me now. Well, that's how the child is. The child of God, the soul is me, me, me. So we have to answer that first. The child, the child of God, the soul, the hue. And we do that by loving ourselves, accepting ourselves, forgiving ourselves. That's LAF. Wake up to me. And then to myself and I. But that me, it starts there. Got to love that part. And if we don't, it screams out. It screams out for loving, for food. It's hungry. But we usually answer it with chocolate cake. It's one of my favorites. Sugar, drugs, alcohol, all the good stuff life is made of. Great way to avoid and not deal with our bucket lists. <laughs> That's why most of the time we talk about all of that, the me, 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 and just waking up to the soul of who we are because that's where 90% of the work is. And it's work. But there's a lot of play in there too. To enter the kingdom of heaven, we must become like little children. So we've got to answer that me part and become the child. But in loving, the child feels hurt and abandoned. That's what this creation, this experience is here. We feel abandoned by God here. We're hurt. It's all God's fault. So we've got to answer that, heal that, LAF that. That's the biggest part. That's really what we're doing here. But at some point along that way, we are going to fulfill that in that next leg of the journey, which I'm beginning to acknowledge today, because some of you are ready for that now. It is to begin now the journey beyond that, the true transcendence of the soul into God consciousness. We're doing that here too, in case you didn't hear that or realize that, right here. Most of the world's just trying to do self-realization to the top of the mind. Well, soul realization is the real fulfillment, but then the greater fulfillment is God realization. It's always the Trinity, self, soul, and God. Okay, God realization is the last next big step of the journey. And when you do that, that's going to really answer and fulfill everything you've ever wondered, always wanted to know, always wanted to be. The true Anihu, Anihu, I am God. Or is that Anihu, Anai? <laughs> I am God. I am.
So are you ready for the next part of the journey? Well, we're almost coming to the end of the school year. We have one more class before summer break. I'm preparing you for finals, final exams, right? Coming up May, June. Well, finals is soul realm, soul realization. Then you get a summer break. We come back and begin the journey to God realization. How's that sound? <laughs> you think people are ready for that? Yeah. So over the summer, learn how to swim. Take a dip in the ocean, because that's what the ocean of loving is, that beingness of God. But please do realize what I shared today. You've got to do that if you really want to not only become liberated, but that's what it takes to begin to now take the next step we're talking about today. Because moving into God consciousness does not happen until you handle that first step of truly fulfilling the teachings as we've laid them out. Go back to the website. Refer to that. Meditation, LAF, taking responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions. That is how you get real. You've got to get real. That's what this boils down to. You've got to get real and let go of the fantasies and false belief systems and how you think and feel about stuff. You've got to be willing to give all of that up to get real. When you're willing to do that, nothing can hold you back. And that's how you liberate yourself so that God, through that sound current, can bring you home and even beyond home of the soul and really back into the beingness of God. And that's a whole different action in itself. There's not what I could call spiritual teaching for that journey into God consciousness. That journey is really more about truly just being loving and doing loving. When you enter into that, you will also begin to enter into actions of service, even physically, as that is reflected in through your mind and body here. That's where you'll begin to find yourself inspired and move to be of service. That's just part of what happens when you start moving in to the realms of spirit. You've just got to answer the me self first. We've laid it out very simply, very elegantly. Very clearly, we've communicated it over and over. If you've missed anything, go to the website. Read what is there. What is, just go under and click about ILM. Look at the purpose statement. Look at about the core values. Honoring our time together. Even the simple teachings on there about LAF and karma and the realms and everything, it's all laid out within just a few pages. It's not even a book. It's barely a pamphlet. 
Seriously. If you can't take that little bit of responsibility, that's your fault, not ours. And I mean this because, to be quite frank and honest, I get tired of some of the complaining I hear because of how little responsibility people are willing to take when it can be as simple as going and reading something on the website. So here's the lecture and the scolding. Please, you want to be a responsible initiate, take some responsibility. For real, take some responsibility. Stop blaming the world. And I'm saying this because I had an experience this morning where I realized a lot of expectation is put upon me and us and ILM. And it all comes out of fear, lack of people taking responsibility, the demands and wants, and it's all through the mind and emotions or the ego. We cannot answer that. We've got to be honest with you. We cannot answer that. And nobody can for you. Today, I just laid out very specifically and clearly how you can answer that, what you have been seeking and wanting all along over all these years and lifetimes. Literally, in one sharing today, just laid it out. But now it's up to you to really follow through if you want it. Jim and I have not done anything different than what we share here. We're only sharing exactly what we ourselves have done and continue to attempt to do, because I don't always succeed at this. I fall short and screw up. I've just done enough to awaken to the point I have. But there's always more. There's always more to learn, to grow, to know, to experience. And I have learned all I've got to do is that real acronym to take responsibility. And I always find all I have to do is engage in things and take action. And then, boy, when I do that, the loving is always right there. You want the loving, take responsibility, engage and take action in your life, just your physical life, let alone your spiritual. You do the two together, well, that's what we're attempting to do here. Over the years, so many of us have tried to just do the spiritual thinking that'll handle the physical. You've got to handle all of it. You've got to do the spiritual, make God first, and then as you do, then God can enter into your physical. And so you take responsibility and engage and take action with loving physically as well as in the hue, you bring the hue into the man. And there's where you're going to find your fulfillment and where you will liberate your own soul. We can't do it for you. We've told you over and over, we cannot do it for you. But what we can do is lay out the pathway in its simplicity, in the clarity, the actions. We have literally laid it out. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Today, I just laid it all out again with maybe a little more detail. But every talk on the website, everything we have in there has laid it out. It is not hard. It is not complex. Most people miss it because it is too simple. The mind wants more and doesn't believe it can be that easy.
And so the mind goes and creates all this other garbage, gets the emotions engaged to make some big drama trauma that we have to work so hard at that we need a master or a guru or a genie in the bottle to do it all for us. That's not how it works. But once you've been disappointed enough, as I have, you'll discover that for yourself. We're just trying to give you the heads up on it so that when you do that, you'll realize, oh yeah, these guys said that. Well, I'm there now. I get it. Where did I start? How do you really get something? Through your experience. That's all Jim and I have done. This was not magic. It was work. But the work is a lot easier and simpler than what any of us realize. So be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be loving. And really take those action steps that just laid out today, and like I said on the website, for your reminders all the time. And that's what it boils down to. That's it. You can go do all kinds of other stuff. And I've even encouraged people to do that. I've done that the last couple of classes. I said, go out and try other things. Check other things out. Because I want you to know through your experience what's real and what's truly just a fantasy. Because I'll tell you what, the whole world is living in fantasy. Because that's what the mind has done, has created one big fantasy of what we think reality is, and it's not. It's the biggest illusion running. And Lucifer's done a damn good job tricking, deceiving, and lying to everybody. So we're here just to tell the truth and to share the truth about the lie. And Lucifer knows that. He's a conscientious liar. If you're a conscientious liar, just know you've made friends with Lucifer. If you're a conscientious truth teller, know you've made friends with God. Now you know why I love confession and when people tell the truth. Because the truth truly will set you free. <laughs>